Welcome to Reading the Bible Together podcast. If you're following along with us in the study guide, we're going to do the Greek word first, and then we'll get into our conversation for today's chapter. All right, Acts chapter 16, oikos is our word for today. It doesn't mean yogurt. Uh, Instead, it means house or household in this case. 25 times in the book of Acts, 114 times in the New Testament. And lots of ministry in the life of Jesus and in the apostles is going to be done in the oikos, in the house, okay? They don't have a church building. They don't have a, you know, their, their own you know, they don't set up a shingle and kind of start their own ministry and that sort of thing. They go house to house and do ministry there. And we see that uh, Jesus doing that a lot, that itinerant moving around, uh, going where the people are. At times we see in the gospels where Jesus will be teaching in a house and like the entire town is gathered at the door of this house to hear what's going on. Uh, In this chapter, in chapter 16, uh, we're going to see that Paul and Silas are in prison And there's going to be an earthquake, and the jailer, scared that all of the prisoners are escaped, is going to take his own life. And Paul is going to say, hey, don't kill yourself. No, we're all still here. It's okay. And shocked by this reality that these guys could flee from prison, and they don't, the jailer is going to get converted, and it says he and his whole household. And so what does that mean? Well, it means, you know, if he's the dad of the family, the father of the family, the wife and the kids and maybe the parents and the in-laws, maybe aunts and uncles, we're not sure exactly how far this extends, but his whole household, it says three different times, Acts 16 verses 15, 31, and 34, Uh, His whole household is going to be converted. And so that's pretty cool. We see uh, when radical, miraculous things like this happen, uh, when powerful, you know, ministry happens, people are going to hear about it and they're going to be attracted to this story. So that's our word for today. Oikos, 25 times in the book of Acts, 114 times in the New Testament. Uh, It's an important word. It's a strategic word for the disciples in the New Testament. Welcome to Reading the Bible Together podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith. Today we are talking about Acts chapter 16, and my guest today is my co-producer for Susie Larson Live and our content manager at Faith Radio, Kim Sanders. Welcome, Kim. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. This is so fun. I'm so excited. And as has been happening, we started chatting before I hit record. (laughs) I'd be like, hold the phone. (laughs) <laughs> this is good. We should record this. You know what? I have an idea. We, we should, should make a podcast. podcast. <laughs> yes. Okay, so great. We we're talking about Acts chapter 16. And so what what stands out to you most about this chapter? Well, part of the reason that I chose this chapter is because um, I'm familiar with the the scene, the story of Paul and Silas in prison and this if, turn of events where they get an opportunity to save a man's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that that story was interesting. And I also really liked, um, because it makes me think about in chapter 12, we've already read about Peter being imprisoned and seeing the challenges that these early Christians went through and the different ways that they handled it. Um, because sometimes I think I would love a formula. I would mm-hmm. love to know if I get into situation A, I take step B and it gets result C. Right. <laughs> and we don't see that here. There's different circumstances happening. And the early disciples, they're following the Holy Spirit's lead. And this is new for them. And yet we see that God's hand is all over it. And so I was 
drawn into that. And thank you for letting me come and talk with you about this chapter. Yeah, no, I'm excited. And um, so at the beginning of the chapter, we see, we get introduced to Timothy, which I really, I just... I love Timothy. Me too. Yes. And I think because having come to know Christ at a young age and, and Timothy is the one that is, you know, he's told, don't, don't let people, what is it? Look down on you because you're young. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you have just as much, you know, now I'm elaborating, but you Mm -hmm. have just as much room in the kingdom and the Holy Spirit can use you just as well as anyone twice your age, three times your age, if you are submitted to him and following. Yeah. And I think that that's applicable to later in life. Yes. You're not too old. You're not, no, don't go out to pasture. Like, right. If, if you're still breathing, the Lord can still Amen. use you. Yeah. I think about like the Lego box has, I love Legos <laughs> and, and it says, and they have to have a minimum age because they're a choking hazard, but because it goes from, what is it like three or six, whatever, depending on the set to a hundred. Right. Like most toys would be like until age 12, right? you know, yeah. but no, and, and it's true because I'm in my thirties and I love to buy Lego sets for myself. <laughs> Same. And I'm in my forties getting closer <laughs> to my fifties. <laughs> They're just fun. And yeah. the Holy spirit is for anybody. I love how you said it. Like if you still have breath in your lungs, if you are awake and breathing today, God has something for you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so that's why, that's why I kind of love Timothy. And I also think it's interesting that, you know, we're, we've seen up until now, we've seen this, um, the Jew and the Gentile and the, the the friction that's caused there. And do the Gentiles need to become Jewish first before they start following Jesus? And and so I think it's really interesting that Paul has Timothy circumcised yeah. before they start their ministry. Yeah. Well, and I also noted because the study guide question says, you know, what stands out to you? And so I'm the, the note-taking type, so I just went line by line. And his parents are from two different traditions, which maybe I just connect with that because my parents are from two different traditions. And I know even now in a modern age, the tension that that can cause. And especially when it comes to, I want to practice my faith in this way. Well, that only aligns with one of the two traditions. And what does that make the parent feel? How do you navigate that? How do you take from both things and stay true to who you are and who God made you to be and in the places that God has you. And Timothy had to answer those questions too and go, okay, I am Jewish, but I also have this other non-Jewish part of my background. And I don't want that to keep me from being of use in God's kingdom. And so I'm going to do what I need to do so that I am with, you know, I'm, I'm upstanding in the sight of the others so that my testimony has authority. Yeah. So it doesn't get in the way. Yeah. And I appreciate that posture because it's about, it's about doing the mission. It's about doing what God has set before him. Yeah. Not about like, I don't have to do that. Right. I don't yeah. have to do that. You know, the, because the he could, he could right. say, Hey, I'm Jewish. My mom's Jewish. I don't need to, like, I'm good. Right. But he doesn't want to have to have that fight, I think, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's just get on with the real thing at hand, yeah. which is Jesus mm. and yeah. yeah, the gospel. Yes. And, okay. So then let's, we'll jump ahead. And so Paul and Cyrus are in prison. And what are some of the things that you were noticing? Because we're in the study guide, it's um, having us compare this scene to Acts 12, 3 through 10, when we see Peter in prison and Peter released from prison. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So back in Acts 12, you'll remember that Peter was, um, 
he was in prison and it says he was well guarded or whatever your translation says. He was shackled says. to guards yeah. on either side. Yeah, and he assigned probably more guards than was really necessary. Mm-hmm. But we get it, yeah. Act 16, same thing. They're well guarded. They were even brought into like an inner, I don't know the design exactly, but they were brought into like an inner portion of the prison so it would be harder for them to escape, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe to also keep them away from other prisoners, who knows. And then there's there's a suddenly in both chapters, suddenly... And then I noted that in Acts 12, it's a supernatural suddenly is how I labeled it. It's an angel appears. And in Acts 16, it's a suddenly, but it's a natural. There's an earthquake that happens. Either way, all of a sudden, something happens. But then, of course, we have a direct, like, departure from each other because Peter, who was asleep and thought he was maybe dreaming, um, is awoken, Mm -hmm. but he still thinks he's in a vision or a dream by this angel who says, we need to go. Let's let's hurry on out of here. Whereas Paul and Silas are awake. They were never asleep. They were singing and praying. And they convinced anybody around them. I don't know if there were other prisoners or if it was just the two of them. However, they do say, we are all still here Mm -hmm. instead of we're both still here later in the text. So I'm assuming there were others. Um, They all stayed. So there's a big difference. And this is what I was talking about. Like, I wish I knew what to do. But both situations show that they were tuned in to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long they had had the Holy Spirit. We're in chapter 16, so it could have been a while. Mm -hmm. But I think about what would I do in that situation? I'd probably overanalyze because that's me. (laughs) Um, Whereas they are just, the Holy Spirit is guiding them. And even though there's a direct departure from the, each other mm-hmm. they're doing what god asks in the moment right which i thought was really interesting that is interesting and what i love about the account with peter is that like you said the angel taps him and then even like even when he gets out he oh like this was like i'm outside the city gate yeah <laughs> how did i get uh, here yeah exactly <laughs> and and then in this one that they that that paul and silas have the presence of mind to consider what's happening yeah and so again we see that posture that we saw with timothy of being about the gospel not about himself we see that with paul and silas here again when they see the prison guard attempt getting ready to to take his own life that they say wait yeah and and offer their their well-being Mm -hmm. in place of of this man taking his own life. Yeah, because they had every uh, option to, to run. Yep. And yet they see what that would mean for this guard. And and I think that they didn't have the go-ahead, right? Like they didn't have God's leading saying, go ahead and run. And so they stayed. And I also think that that harkens back to, you know, in the in the wilderness with the the pillar of fire by night and cloud by day. And when it stopped, they stopped. Mm-hmm. And when it moved, they moved. And... That's that was God in the Old Testament leading his people. And now we're in the New Testament and we've got the Holy Spirit that leads each of us individually and corporately as a church body. And right. when it moves, we we should move. And when it tells us to stay, even if we're like we could get out of prison mm-hmm. or we could get out of this situation that we do not want to be in. But God is saying to stay. And so I'm going to stay. Which is really easy to say when we're reading a story about Paul and Silas. So much easier to say yeah. than do. Then, mm-hmm. But if, you know, I, I think about, you know, someone yeah. who's actually, I've not been in prison. Somebody who's actually been imprisoned would have a different view of this. And so I just want to acknowledge it's really, I, I think what you're saying is exactly right. We should follow where the Holy Spirit is leading, 
no matter what and what that means to us and our comfort and our safety. But I just want to acknowledge that that's a, that is a hard decision to make. Yeah. And also in the little things and the big things, I feel that this, this text is prompting in me, I need to practice Mm. because it's really easy to say, well, follow the Holy Spirit's leading. But sometimes I get in my own way and I don't know what the Holy Spirit is saying to me, or I have a thought and I go, I don't know if that's me or the Holy Spirit. If it's something that benefits me, I may think that's just me. It might be that it's just me. Sometimes it's easier because it's the thing that you really, really don't want to do and you just can't stop having the thought of yes. like, this is what you should do. But God doesn't always make it something that you don't want to do. Right, right. And so how do you follow that? And I think that that's where I need to look for and ask God for more opportunity to practice because it's it would be maybe easier to at least identify the voice. Maybe mm-hmm. you still have to wrestle with your own spirit, your own flesh to actually follow it. But I think I would also have a hard time sometimes knowing. And and in this situation with Paul and Silas in chapter 16, like they probably don't want to be in prison. No. So my flesh, if I were in that situation, would be like, run, we're free. <laughs> and then to hear God say, why don't you sit down? <laughs> why don't you stay? Mm-hmm. Would be hard. Mm-hmm. But if But if you're practicing like Paul and Silas were, then they know that voice. They trust that voice. Yep. And it's not that they knew that that guard was going to be part of the church and come to salvation. That's the other thing about it is that God doesn't always give us every piece of information. I would love to be like, could you just go ahead and spoil the end of the story for right, me? I yeah. want to know how it ends. <laughs> but God's on an, I'm on a need to know basis with God. And he clearly doesn't think I need to know as much as I think I need to know <laughs> so often. And so they had no idea that that was what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But they stayed, and this this turn of events became something miraculous and beautiful. And how often do we miss something because we don't know what's going to happen, so we don't trust. Right. But they that's real trust in God, mm-hmm. that they would go, God's up to something. We don't know what, but we're going to stick it out. I think it's easy for our view of God to get warped by experiences, too. I mean, I could really resonate with what you're saying about, oh, I, well, for me, it's, you know, oh, like, I'm going to look crazy. That's probably the Holy Spirit telling me to do that. Yep. <laughs> but it is sometimes God, because God lavishly loves us, sometimes it is that he wants us to go or do something because we will be lavishly loved and blessed by him through it. Yeah. And so I'm just working out my own view of God here, right here, live on the podcast. <laughs> but I, I, th- I guess my, what my hesitation is, is that I, yeah, just like kind of protecting our view of God and trusting that he has our best in mind yeah. and our best might not mean, might not equal comfort. It oh, might not yeah. equal safety. It might not equal what we would necessarily label as good. Right. Well, and going back to, you know, the story of Stephen, I mean, he was doing signs and wonders and that Holy Spirit was moving in and through him. And yet he perished, right? right? He was martyred. Would I describe death as my best for me? My flesh says no. My spirit says you get to be in eternity when you die. And so there is a good that comes from it. Not that we should be longing for death, but that's a, that's a hard place to, that's hard to yep. reckon with. And if you were in a situation where you knew you were facing maybe imminent death, 
would you be rejoicing? I, I don't know that I would. I'd be scared, I think. Mm-hmm. Even knowing eternity's on the other side. Yep. And so that can be very difficult. And I think you're right. Like comfort is so much of my modern goal, mm-hmm. right, for day to day. I would Same. love for to have a great day, to be physically well, to have yep. everything go my way. Mm-hmm. And I get mad when I hit a red light on my way to work and I'm going to be late. Like I need to get over myself because it's not about my comfort. And yet we we prioritize that above everything. Well, and I think those are times that we can surrender, like that practice that you were talking about, mm. surrendering that can be a small surrender of, okay, Lord, I'm going to be late. And we have jobs where we don't have to punch a clock to be here at a certain time. So I want to acknowledge if yeah. you're late for a job where you have to punch a clock, that might feel different. But when it's just us having the timekeeping, mm-hmm. you know, being able to say, even if our first reaction is, oh, my goodness, I'm going to be late, to say, okay, I'm going to be late. Lord, I'm going to trust you yeah. in this. And I'm going to trust that you are doing something. Yeah. Maybe you have something for me or you have something for me to do, but that is an area where we can make that start that practice. Yes. Like you were talking about. That's good. Okay. So now I need to rewind to like an hour ago when I was (laughs) upset at the red light. Uh, I'll deal with that later, but, (laughs) but that's a great point. Yeah. I think that practice is, is something that God gives us lots of opportunities, but it's up to us to take them too. Yep. Well, and what I appreciate too about Paul and Silas is that I just like the the backbone and strength of the apostles and the disciples because then they just go, not only do they stay and this whole household, the oikos that we heard Dr. Fox yeah. talk about at the beginning comes to believe in Jesus, but then they say, like, we're Roman citizens and you owe us an apology. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that reminds me of how we've seen that, you know, when they are standing trial and they're giving an account of, a, of the his, God, the, what God has done. And, and then you killed Jesus and they're really in their face. This feels similar of being really in their face. Like, actually, you put me in prison wrongly. I'm a Roman citizen and you need to apologize. Yeah. And I think about, um, you know, sometimes it can be tempting for me to apologize for myself or say oh that's no big deal because I'm trying to be kind and compassionate and and again this is a place where there's places where God is asking you to kind of die to yourself and go you might be offended or you might be in in some way upset about what happened but I need you to let that go for the the greater good that's happening here that I'm doing Mm -hmm. And then there are other times where God says, it's okay to have boundaries and to say, hey, that was wrong of you and I need an apology. And I I think about the way that Jesus is. He wasn't a doormat either. And I try to remind myself of that because sometimes I go, well, you know, it's not a big deal and I'm just going to let it go. But the thing is, I'm not letting it go. Yeah. (laughs) And we don't see Jesus doing that. There are places where he says, this is wrong what you're doing and I'm not going to let it stand. And he has his boundaries. Mm -hmm. He's compassionate. He's caring. He's careful about how he approaches people so that he can be trustworthy to them. But he also has boundaries. And we see that here with Paul and Silas, too, because they're not wrong. They, they are owed an apology because whether the guards and the, and the officers knew or not that they were Romans, they are. And so they should not have been imprisoned. Mm-hmm. So I think what the, like, it feels like the big takeaway is, is practice that discernment of the Holy Spirit and taking step toward being obedient when where the spirit is leading. Yeah. 
Well, thank you, Kim. Thank you for having me. This is so great. This is so good. Thank you for joining us for Acts chapter 16. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. We'll see you next time for Acts chapter 17. The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at MyFaithRadio.com. Thank you.